the demand is preparing the future because your portfolio of today is the result of the demand of yesterday. Reinforcing your demand management process, it's to prepare the future. Welcome to this podcast. My name is Frank Wammes. I'm the Chief Innovation Officer of Capgemini Europe. And in today's podcast, we're going to have a discussion about how you can radically look different towards your application portfolio management. And the person best to introduce that and to have a discussion about is Philippe Rock. Philippe, welcome to the podcast. Can you shortly introduce yourself and how you came to become such a master in, in application portfolio management. Thank you, Frank. Uh, my name is Philippe Rock. I'm leading the EAPM practice. EAPM stands for Economic Application Portfolio Management. We started uh, eight years ago. We were looking for uh, IT performance, uh, looking for economic savings for our clients. And the demand uh, came several times. And uh, we started to capitalize on um, each experience and we built over time uh, an expertise capitalizing into uh, a tool which is more and more becoming uh, smarter and which is helping us to accelerate the process to analyze the, the situation and to identify the strengths the weaknesses of the situation and build the plan the recommendation plan and the associated business case well, great. So this is already an eight-year journey uh, for you. So you, you gained a lot of experience in it. Absolutely. Uh, it's an iterative process and, you know, we learn every day. And uh, it's a um, living uh, organism. Huh? Uh, cloud uh, arrived two or three years ago. Uh, agile at scale. So new concepts, new methodology, new ways of working, new challenges. Uh, so it's a continuous uh, improvement loop. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, and with the eight years, you know, you are a master. Uh, and, and one of the things that I want to ask you is like, you know, a lot of people talk about the digital transformation and, you know, there are companies that actually completely focus only on the new. But, but, but in an article you recently wrote, you explained, you know, that actually it's, it's the mastering of the legacy that basically sets the foundation of this digital transformation success. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? You know, why is this mastering of the legacy so of importance for digital transformation success? Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, scanned more than uh, 500 application portfolios so far, uh, starting in uh, 2010. And we have been able to uh, position our customer into different uh, categories. And we have identified the best in class, the one we, who, who have succeeded in their digital transformation. and. Uh, the topic was how. What we saw, uh, for sure, those guys were able to create, to, to adopt uh, emergent technologies and to create new applications to serve their uh, business uh, digital transformation. It's true. But at the same time, they were able to uh, master the legacy and to decommission their application. It's very clear when you start to uh, when you start your journey on the digital transformation, you start to create, you start uh, to adopt agile lifecycle, DevOps, cloud, uh, to experiment uh, those new technologies, those new way of working, and for that you create applications. But when you create application, uh, you know it's mechanic. You increase your run cost because once the application is 
in production, you have to maintain it. And uh, more and more, you know, your budget is not uh, extensive. It has to be limited. So uh, you have to consider your legacy and you have to uh, simplify it, to decommission it for many reasons. Uh, you, 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 the new application will replace, will replace old applications. And the true indicator of the success of your transformation is the decommissioning of the old ones. It will reflect you succeeded in the creation of the new and uh, you will uh, master the run cost with only one run cost, the new applications. Yeah, yeah. actually, I, I, I was in a very fortunate situation to, to be with you with a large client last, uh, last week where uh, when you gave a demonstration about, you know, how you could really, you know, leverage the tool sets to really gain insight in this portfolio management, you already warned them, like, you know, de decommissioning uh, applications is perhaps the, the hardest part to do and what was really astonishing was like you know even after you explained it indeed the feedback was like yeah but it's, it's not so easy to decommission like you know it's very easy to add but it's very difficult to to decommission and with that point uh, in a recent MIT study that we did uh, where we looked in like you know how many companies really were able to to become this digital master it, it, it and, and, and actually the first study was also eight years ago so it was also a journey it turned out that actually not a lot of companies were able to move to this digital master area and actually the business and IT alignment was was further down the road and I think that also has to do because of not being able to create this right legacy environment and 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 cleaning of the legacy environment to really help having the discussion with the with the business around the new and I, and I think that is also because like, you know, all these new technologies and new momentum, which you said, like, you know, DevOps, et cetera, which are all being desired by the business is putting an extremely new pressure on the, on the, on the CIO. So, so how is the, how is the, the CIO role changing really with regards to these trends and then with regards to the, this application portfolio management, Philippe? Yeah, all those uh, trends are going uh into the, right, the same direction. Uh, you have to establish a constructive conversation with your business. You have to become a, a business partner. Um, more and more, you know, uh, to make this digital transformation a success, you have to embark the business. Uh, agile, uh, it's usually run in plateau mode, in mixed team. So you have to speak the same language. You have to have common objectives. Even the decommissioning, you cannot decommission without measuring the impact on the business side. So you have to embark the business in your decommissioning initiatives. So the, the, the ability for a CIO to motivate, uh, to find win-win situation with the business is key. And this is, a, you know, the demand management layer. Huh? Uh, when you speak to the business, when they ask their for their demand when you propose solutions, this dialogue is key. And uh, everything uh, which can foster the quality of this dialogue is, uh, is, uh, is the best practice for your future. And that's also basically where EAPM comes in because it, it's not so much a tool, it's, it's more perhaps a, a, a communication dialogue mechanism. Is that correct? Or? It's absolutely correct. And uh, we have developed uh, those last few months uh, the ability to map your applications with the business processes. With this mapping, you can uh, really establish the dialogue, talking more about the usage of the application than about the application itself. 
the business process dimension will be key for the CIO in the future. At least this is our, our view. His responsibility will become in the performance of the business process. So is he proposing the best solution to make the users efficient? So the, the efficiency of the business process will be uh, his main focus tomorrow because the cloud is coming, more and more infra is disappearing, uh, and the role of the CIO is now more and more up in the upstream phase of the, of the value chain. Yeah. So that almost means that in the tradition, so they need to make sure, of course, that then this platform of uh, the application platform is really ready for the future and that their KPIs of the future will no longer be the service level uh, agreements of like, you know, what's my uptime of the environment, but it's much more related to the business performance of the organization. Do you share that vision? Correct. Yeah. It will be, uh, you know, common KPIs uh, with a business dimension uh, and ability for all of them to monitor the progression and the benefits of uh, the investments, the IT investments. Hey, and one of the the, the, the the easiest examples, of course, because I really like that element of what you said, like, you know, it should be like, you know, it should be completely business aligned. And, and, and indeed, AAPM really gives the ability to have the right discussion with the business on like, you know, what do we need? What do we need new? But also what do we need to commission, decommission or replace or enrich? But one other thing is, of course, the best in class succeed by mastering their application portfolio and projecting current trend to what the estimate target run costs are. And that's, that creates a dynamic portfolio in which old applications due to decommissioning can then easily be identified. C can you give an example on how you use that with a client? Yeah, we um, uh, first start to understand what's the current decommissioning plan. Okay, and uh, you know, reading the decommissioning plan, the existing one, you understand what is going on. You have many reasons for the decommissioning. Huh? It could be uh, no replacement, could be uh, for replacement, it could be uh, for consolidation. Uh, so the decommissioning is telling you what's going on, what's the transformation journey on the uh, on the IT uh, on the IT side and uh, on the business side. Huh? So we have supported uh, recently uh, one of our clients uh, to, with, with a very big application portfolio in number of apps, uh, more than 1,000 applications. And uh, we have created for him an area to industrialize the decommissioning. So uh, kind of an application undertakers team. So with ability to uh, to have checklists, uh, to have uh, repeatable processes, to make sure uh, the application which were supposed to be decommissioned were effectively decommissioned uh, on time. Uh, and uh, so this is uh, this has been uh, you know our main driver for the services we had for this customer uh, to make sure uh, the decommissioning uh, was uh, executed and which was the best KPI to demonstrate the transformation was a success. Well, that, that sounds excellent. And, and, and we know, and I see, you know, in the interaction that I have with a lot of clients is that they actually struggle with this because it's easier said than done. And, and you know, every time that I see you working uh, with, our, with the clients, it really is like, you know, feedback from CIOs is like, 
you know, our data is not complete or it's so difficult for us to get the complete view over the IT landscape. Uh, and, and because we don't have this complete overview and, and not have the right elements, we, ca we cannot master it. So how does EAPM enable this? You know, it's an iterative process to have a good view of your landscape. So first we start with the uh, existing data and you have data in your uh, ecosystem available, uh, ticketing tool, uh, time tracking system, BPM, APM tool. Uh, even if those referentials are partial, uh, we start to import those data and to aggregate them into uh, a single database. And once we have done that, and it's very rapid, and it's a matter of days, uh, you can see where are the gaps. And once we have the gaps, how we can fulfill the gaps. So uh, is it manual? Is it uh, an auto-discovery tool? Is it another approach? Uh, so we decide together with the customer how to complete the data. And if we can't succeed to complete the data, we can ignore the data and potentially take some assumptions. Uh, once we have done that, and here we are in a, in a week's time frame, we can start to analyze and start to create value with the data. And what is surprising is when you show to the customer what their data is telling us, it's creating a real motivation to uh, complete the, the gaps. And it's an iterative process at the end of the day. Huh? So we can start on a specific topic, more, uh, let's say, application layer or infra layer. Infra, what is good in the infra layer is uh, we can, um, in most of the case, leverage uh, a CMDB, an existing CMDB. So the, the, the data are there, even if they are not uh, com fully uh, comprehensive or they are there. So uh, we, have a, we have a base of data. So we can start with that and very, with very few data points, we can create value. We can show uh, trends, we can show uh, findings. And uh, so it's creating a motivation and uh, then the iterative process is in place and the database is more and more completed. And at the end of the day, we, we have the full analysis and the full action plan. Yeah, what I really like, and it's it's like you said, it's it's. I think people have more data than they are aware of, but they were not able yet to structure it in a in a format in which they really can make you know sense out of it. And 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 I do agree with you. Like you know, if you can unlock the data, which you know you have ways for to do it, then actually you know you can already start, and 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 it, and it accelerates because indeed people become enthusiastic because they see all of a sudden that they have the analysis, which is the trigger. Like you know, it's not perfect. Well. But, you know, look what we now gain from it as an insight. So now, you know, let's, let's make it more complete. So I, I think the self-propelling mechanism based out of the first analysis that you do based on the information that you are capable already to get out of the organization, which they didn't even realize that they had, you know, that, that for me is like, that was that's such, a, such an insight that I had. And I think therefore... Uh, to every CIO uh, uh, which which is listening to that podcast, indeed, you know, don't hesitate. Rather, check, you know, do a first assessment on what you already have, and then you will see that you will have the right conversation with your with your clients. Uh, earlier, Philippe, you also mentioned that you know you, it's eight years. You have more than five hundred portfolios analyzed, which which really is a lot, which probably then also gives the ability to benchmark. So. 
what are the benchmark capabilities that you have within EAPM and, and what do those benchmark tell us around the best-in-class organizations regarding demand management? I'm, I'm really curious to know, what, what have we learned from them? Yeah, we have right now uh, 7 million data points in our database and we use it uh, as a benchmark database. We have more than 13 uh, industry sectors uh, represented and uh, more than 160,000 applications very well described. So it's a very good reference point. Uh, we can therefore compare someone with a lot of uh, other uh, uh, clients. Could be uh, a size criteria, huh? uh, useless to compare 8,000 application portfolio uh, with uh, 50 application portfolio. So you, you, the size is important, but also the sector. Uh, so compare a client with other clients from the same sector and potentially also the techno, uh, techno coloration. So we have multiple dimensions uh, which enable us to uh, accelerate the analysis. So to understand very rapidly uh, the, if the, there are too many applications, uh, if uh, their ability to decommission, we can read that very rapidly. Is the business criticality taken into account in their operational day-to-day? -day? How aligned they are with the business regarding the solutions they propose per business process, the type of solution, uh, the SaaS adoptions. So many, many KPIs which tells us, which are weak signal and which tells us, uh, you know, how innovative is the team, how responsive is the team, how agile is the team. Uh, so we have behind each weakness, of course, best practices to propose. And we didn't invent those best practices. They are coming from our observation of the best in class. Benchmarking them, we can see uh, people very, very uh, good uh, on Agile, how they did it, what was their journey. Uh, we have capitalized on that. So when a customer wants to uh, go to this, to this uh, target, uh, we propose uh, the best practice we have collected uh, previously uh, in the best-in-class. And you're right, uh, on the demand management, uh, the best-in-class, uh, we, we could see uh, that they are paying attention on the quality of the demand, of the demand management and on the quality of the solutioning. You know, demand management, it's a conversation. Huh? You, you have a demand, I have a solution. So first, what's the quality of the demand? And second, what's the quality of the solution? So first part, the quality of the demand, we could see that the best in class pay a specific attention on the casting of the people who are talking to the business. And they prefer to position people with first a business background and second, an IT background. Uh, better to have someone speaking the same language and ability to channel the creativity of the user, ability uh, to uh, analyze and, and challenge a bit the, the demand. So this is uh, one uh, key uh, uh, best practice, you know, which is around the casting uh, on the demand management side. Uh, second, uh, regarding the, the solutioning, uh, they make sure uh, they consider the right solution um, according to the level of differentiation the new feature which has to be implemented has for the company. And when you can uh, align both the demand and the solutioning, 
wow, you, you become the best in class. And the demand, you know, is preparing the future, okay? Because your portfolio of today is the result of the demand of yesterday. So reinforcing your demand management process, it's to prepare the future. Well, basically, it closed back the loop, I think, a little bit where we started, where I mentioned this MIT uh, research, like, you know, that there has been so little progress in the in the last eight years on uh, moving towards digital mastery, which really is like, you know, that, that the gap between business and uh, and IT has grown. And I think a lot has to do, like, you know, with with not being able to have proper demand management or to react on the demand that is coming from the from the marketplace. So. Having AAPM to help uh, getting getting the benchmark, getting to learn from what others are doing and where you can make the, the fastest progress as soon as possible, I think is very useful for a lot of companies that want to want to reach that goal. Uh, I, I've been, you know, the good thing is I, I I can talk in my role a lot about the future, et cetera, which is a lot to do about, uh, you know, what we hope that will take place and which is a lot about self-fulfilling prophecy. What I really like about your approach, Philippe, it has nothing to do with guessing or with trying or, you know, with doing a little bit of a, of a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's basically hard data points. So for clients who really want to learn where they can really optimize their landscape and not only to drive down the cost, but more importantly, to really prepare their organization to meet the demand of tomorrow, please reach out to uh, to Philippe. Philippe, I thank you so much for this conversation. I think it was very insightful. So if people want to reach out to you, uh, learn more, or actually want to do such an assessment for their own organization, where could people follow you or where could they get more information from you? Yeah, thank you, uh, Frank. Uh, of course, if you want uh, to contact us, uh, there is a, a landing page on capgemini.com slash EAPM. Just send us an email and we will uh, answer to you immediately. Thank you. Okay, and they can also follow you on LinkedIn, on Philip Rock. They can connect with you directly. Uh, but indeed, get more information from the ERPM site on the capgemini.com uh, page. Philippe, again, thank you so much for having this discussion. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Sure, always. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got insights in how you can get control over your application portfolio you can control over your application landscape but more importantly also how you can benchmark against the, the best performers in your industry if you really want to make sure that you prepare your future your company for the future make sure that you get control over the legacy and you become the sparring partner for the business with that we'll leave you and we hope to hear you soon